and welcome to the Victory Devotional Podcast. We invite you to take the next few minutes to connect with God, hear His voice, and respond in worship and prayer. Here's today's message. Father, we thank you that you are looking for worshipers who will worship you in spirit and in truth. Lord, may we be those kind, that kind of people, O oh God, who uh, desire you above everything else and uh, who will lift not just our voices, but our hearts to you. Father, continue to renew us in your presence. Allow us, Lord, to be strengthened in our faith as we hear your word and believe and walk in it. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Uh, we are continuing our study and reflection, rather, uh, on the book of Hebrews, in particular chapter 7. And uh, I want to continue where um, our uh, preacher yesterday uh, left off. No? And uh, let me read Hebrews chapter 7, verse 20 to 22. Um, and it was not without an oath. For those who formerly became priests were made such without an oath. But this one was made a priest with an oath by the one who said to him, The Lord has sworn and will not change his mind, you are a priest forever. This makes Jesus the guarantor of a better covenant. Now, um, in review, the book of Hebrews was written to encourage the Jewish believers to not throw away their confidence in the promises of God, even as they were going through you know, unrelenting persecution, if I could put it that, that way. And see, the temptation because of that, the difficulty they were facing, was for them to turn back to their old religious ways in order to be justified before God. You know, the, 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 uh, the, the Old Testament covenant law that the Jewish people walked in uh, was their righteousness. But now that, uh, as we know from the study of Hebrews, Jesus came in to bring a new covenant, and the, uh, many of the Jewish people could not comprehend it uh, because of their reliance upon the works of the law to make them justified before God. You know, this... This is probably what you've been hearing in the last few days or uh, however long we've been on this particular book. And so when you're going through difficulty, um, how, do you, how do you stand firm in the faith? And uh, that was what the Jewish believers in particular, these were not Gentile believers, but Jewish believers who were going through persecution. That's why uh, the book uh, title is Hebrews, isn't it? Addressed specifically to them. And of course, it still applies to us. Now, the biblical author, he's not identified. He's helping them understand the certainty of receiving the deliverance of God because of the uh, ongoing priestly ministry of Jesus Christ on their behalf. Now, um, you may have heard this already, uh, as I said in, in, the, in the previous uh, teachings, but uh, it's important for us to understand the, un, the, the role of a priest. What was a priest? A priest... In the old covenant, um, um, had uh, an important responsibility. The priestly system and the sacrificial system was insti instituted uh, by God to the Israelites after they were set free from slavery in Egypt. If you recall that, when they were in Mount Sinai, the Lord spoke to, through Moses and gave them the terms of her, their covenant relationship with the Lord. And one of that was a sacrificial system which needed a priest. And what was a priest? A priest uh, was a person chosen by God and appointed to, uh, to the service of God by representing the people to the Lord. 
um, you can make a distinction between a priest and a prophet. A prophet represents God to the people, isn't it? He usually spoke to the Lord, I mean to the people, what the Lord was speaking to him. A priest, on the other hand, represents people to God. And so, and the priest would present sacrifices uh, and offerings acceptable to God so that the people of Israel would be, a, would be allowed uh, entrance into his presence, you know, in the, in the temple system and the, the, the temple system that was set in place. It was a, a tent at first, then became a temple. Why is this so important? See, because the point was, because of sin, people could not just approach God and God could not relate with the people. There needed to be a mediator a go-between, a bridge. And I think we all understand the concept of a bridge and a mediator, isn't it? If you're alienated from a certain person, the bridge helps you to be connected uh, to both parties to bring reconciliation. And so that's what a priest does. In fact, the word priest uh, in the Hebrew word um, is related to the word to draw near. That was the privilege of the priest, to draw near to God. And not everybody had that privilege. Actually, they had that initially. They were going to be a kingdom of priests if you read Exodus chapter 19, but because of the sin of idolatry, uh, they disqualified themselves. And so the Lord had to choose the, Levitic, the Levitical tribe, the tribe of Moses, to be the priesthood. And that's where Aaron's priesthood came from. So this is something that, if, even if you're not familiar, the, 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 it helps us to understand the role of the priest. The priest was the mediator. He was the go-between between God and the people so that they could have continuing relationship with God and they could receive, uh, have access to him and receive his blessing. Now, there was one problem with the Aaronic priesthood. They would die eventually. And so it was always uh, a continual replacement. And so again, it, it's a complex system. But the point is, if the people needed forgiveness of sins, that's what the priest would do, is to offer the sacrifices on their behalf and uh, bring the blessing of God. The priest had to continue to do his ministry. Well, guess what? When Jesus Christ became on earth, he, he, he became by God's appointment, by virtue of his sacrificial death. So uh, that's in Hebrews chapter 2, verse 17. He says he made propitiation for our sins. Propitiation means to appease the wrath uh, of God. And we have to understand sin brings God's wrath and judgment. God is a God of love, he, but he's also a holy God. And we cannot presume that because he's a loving God, that he will tolerate sin. No, that's what uh, sometimes we, we misunderstand, the love of God. God's love and God's holiness are not contradictory. They're equally infinite in him. And so uh, what Christ did on the cross was to satisfy the, the justice of God and the holiness of God by taking our sins upon himself and so that we could be cleansed and forgiven. But you know what? It wasn't just what Christ accomplished. Not only did he offer himself as a sacrifice, but you know what happened after he rose again from the dead? He was elevated to the right hand of the Father, yes, as Lord, but also as the high priest, a high priest before the throne of God, meaning Jesus has a continuing ministry to this very day. Yes, he died uh, 2,000 years ago. He ascended back to heaven. He's at the right hand of the Father, but guess what? He is still an ongoing ministry. God's job is, Jesus' job is not finished yet. He is interceding for you and me. That's what a priest does. And again, interceding, because that's where we get the word intercession and prayer. We, in a sense, you know, I, I, I've studied this for a long time before. Does in Jesus' intercession mean that he's praying for us? Well, 
Yes, in a sense, but more importantly, intercession means He has given us access to God's throne for eternity. It is a permanent ministry as, was, as is being brought out here, unlike the Aaronic priesthood. And so why am I, why am I emphasizing this? Because it says here, uh, it was not without an oath. See, God made an oath uh, concerning Christ that He would be a priest with an ongoing ministry of intercession. Okay, think about the implication of that. Okay, maybe you've wondered, Lord, I'm going through problems. I'm going through difficulty. I don't know if I have access to your throne room. Well, guess what? Our Lord Jesus Christ is right at the hand, right at the right hand of the Father, and He's interceding. Meaning, He has given us permanent access. The the bridge is there. Okay, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, uh, there's many exciting things. We have bridges. I I heard this new bridge uh, connecting uh, another bridge connecting Cebu Island to Bactan. And I understand it's really a, a, a much longer bridge. So when you have that, guess what? There's no travel for those in the Visayas, right? So I'm point go, my point is that this, this ministry of Jesus was made with an oath by God Himself. And, you know, that sounds like a... Uh, is that even necessary? I mean, why would God need to make an oath? I mean, He's God, isn't it? But see, as we, we you know, this is all in, all in the previous verses, Hebrews chapter 6. Uh, when Jesus made an, a promise to Abraham that he was going to give him a son, he confirmed it with an oath. In fact, uh, I think uh, by that time, Isaac had already been born, and he tested him by having him give his son as a sacrifice. Of course, at the last moment, uh, Jesus, I mean, the Lord prevented him from sacrificing his son. And then I, now I know for sure that uh, you worship not, no other God except me. And so he made a, an oath, a promise, that your descendants are going to be great. So, isn't that, isn't that uh, surprising about our God that when He makes a promise, I mean, we can take His word for it, isn't it? Because He's, he's, uh, he's a covenant-making God, as the, word of, as the Bible says here. That, but the point is, by making an oath, uh, He is ascertaining, if you will. He's certifying. He's uh, making sure that He's accountable to keep His promise. But, uh, as uh, you see in Hebrews 6, usually when people make an oath, they, they, they swear on, uh, to someone, they give an oath to someone who is uh, someone greater than them so that they become accountable to that person. Well, as Hebrews 6 says, there's no one greater than himself. And so he swore to himself. He made an oath to himself. Is that how serious God is with keeping his promises to his people? And I believe it is because uh, he wanted to make sure that the people who were going through difficulty, going through that time of, time of uh, persecution, as we say, you know, that's uh, as we uh, read in the text, he was telling them, if you recall, remember, these were Jewish Christians. These were not Gentile believers. They were Jewish, so they understood their history. If you recall, he was basically telling them, if I was faithful to, to, to Abraham when I told him this promise, how much more faithful am I? Yes, because I made an oath, but because of who it is that mediates between us and God. And that is the Lord Jesus Christ. And that's why he says here, and I want to end with this thought. It says here, this makes Jesus the guarantor of a better covenant. You know, a guarantor is someone who will uh, ensure that if somebody gets a loan or enters into a contract and the and the person is not able to fulfill the terms of the contract or perhaps alone, the guarantor makes sure that he will fulfill whatever 
that person is not able to do. And, uh, you know, a guarantor takes a risk, isn't it? I mean, you know, if you've ever had a loan uh, and no, the bank doesn't know you, uh, of course, you can mortgage or you can uh, put your assets up for mortgage. But if, if there's no basis for you, if you have no assets, it's the guarantor who says, I'm going to make sure that if he doesn't pay, I'm going to pay on my behalf. So a guarantor is someone who takes the risk on behalf of the person uh, making that transaction. And why would a person do that? Well, I guess out of love for that person and out of a certainty of his ability to fulfill the promise, isn't it? And that's exactly what God is, the Lord Jesus Christ is to you and me. Not only has Jesus become the sacrifice for our sins, not only has Christ suffered and died so we could be forgiven and be reconciled to God. Guess what, brothers and sisters? He is continuing His priestly ministry so that we can continue to have access to our Father in heaven every time we are in a point of need, every time we're in a point of uh, difficulty. Uh, that's why it says in Hebrews 4, you can come boldly before the throne of grace to ask for help in our time of need. So in closing, I want to just encourage you. Uh, let's take to heart what the Hebrews writer is saying. Jesus is the guarantor of a better covenant. In fact, the challenge for us more and more is this. As I've walked with God for many years, the Lord has shown His faithfulness to me, to my family, to the community that I'm a part of, which is our church. And sometimes it's not even a matter of will God fulfill His promise, but will I continue to trust Him and walk in faith and obedience uh, because of the promises that He has made and the guarantee that He says, I'm going to fulfill every promise I have for you. So may, may we not only receive encouragement and faith for the day ahead, but may we walk faithfully with God because God is faithful. And all he's looking for is trust and faithfulness to him as well. Let's pray. Father, thank you so much for, um, again, the certainty of your promise through your word, by your spirit, and the finished work of Christ on the cross, and the ongoing ministry of our Lord Jesus Christ as high priest in the heavens on our behalf. Father, it is... Um, it's, um, it's, it's too wonderful for us to even think about that. That to this very day and for all eternity, you will have a permanent priestly ministry. We will have access to the Father for all eternity because you're seated at the right hand of the Father interceding on our behalf. May we be strengthened. May we be encouraged today. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you.
As we go through this day, may you continue to uh, walk in the grace of God because God's grace is always sufficient for us. Let's continue to intercede as our elections are fast approaching. Let's believe uh, for God's kingdom purposes to be accomplished. Uh, let's continue to intercede for our nation. God bless you. Thanks for joining us today. We hope this helps you build a habit of hearing from God daily. For more messages like these, follow us on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. If you'd like to watch these messages live every morning, visit us on facebook.com slash
Victory PH.